0: This is the the Youth Down South Podcast, a show for youth leaders and young adults. Hey, listeners,
1: I am so excited to tell you about our upcoming Territorial Youth Institute for 2022. It's going to be held at Camp Walter Johnson from July 25th through August 1st. This year, the theme is Rise Up! Unashamed, unafraid, unstoppable. The registration goes live at the end of April. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled on our social media. Hope to see you there. Hey there, listeners. You are listening to the Youth Down South podcast. This is Jesse Vagerstrom.
2: And I'm Caleb Loudon.
1: And uh, we are excited because summer is here, Caleb.
2: Summer is... Th- it has to be the best time of the year.
1: Oh, absolutely. Got to get those lawn chairs out. Yeah. You got to turn on that sprinkler. You
2: know, eat some popsicles. Oh, yeah. Um, play some patriotic tunes because those are when those holidays happen. Sure. Memorial Day, right. uh, which is what we've already had, but then also Fourth of July. Labor Day
1: is coming, but, you know, eventually a bit Labor in the fe- Day. Eventually. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, you know, it's just when you think of summer. I like one of the things I think about is the movie Sandlot, you know. Oh
1: yes, that yeah, is classic. Like
2: just being outdoors and uh like sports and yeah. uh you know there's the, they have that 4th of July cookout thing and oh. you see the fireworks and you know and of course camp and Oh, it's gone with the camp. I just, the summer is just so great.
1: It just feels sweet. And I just have so many great memories from when I was a kiddo, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, summer is great. And, and you know what happens in summer as well, Caleb?
2: Oh, what is that, Jesse? I think I know what you're going to say.
1: A certain special something. Oh, yeah. Called TYI.
2: TYI, the Territorial Youth. Institute.
1: Now, if you've been to TYI, you know why there's so much buzz about TYI because it's amazing. It and we truly is. I mean we have so much fun at TYI. So I thought for this episode, Caleb, since we are entering into summertime,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that uh we would actually interview our main speaker for TYI this year.
2: I love it. And our main speaker is Drumroll, please. Mm.
1: <laughs> that was a bit awkward.
2: That was a great roll. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was yeah. a general. Uh Jennifer Dake.
2: Jennifer Dake.
1: Yeah, Jennifer Dake.
2: Jennifer Dake, who people I've seen all around the territory. I mean, she's done youth councils. She's done events here for THQ. I mean, she's a great preacher and teacher, and yep. someone that I love listening to. And you have interviewed her for this podcast. That's I have.
1: Cool. You know, and she is not only a mom. But she is an awesome speaker. She's a professional woman. You know, I love that vibe. And she's also just had a really adventurous life. You know, oh, yeah. I was I was checking out her bio and whatnot. Caleb, can you believe that she has dissected sharks?
2: Dissected sharks. Now, i got to learn more about that. Why would you want to do a thing like that?
1: <laughs> why would you go and do a thing like that? That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But anyway, I just feel like she's a really interesting person, and she's going to give us an interesting perspective on life.
2: Did you not tell me also that she was a pole vaulter?
1: Yeah, crazy, right? Pole
2: vaulter. I don't know anyone else that's ever thought, yeah, I want to do that.
1: (laughs) Run, so you just run really, really, really fast with a pole and then stick it in the ground and see what happens from there, right? That's that's it, right?
2: And then you kind it just feels like you'd be so out of control the moment you leave the (laughs) ground. I would be. I don't know that I could leave the 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 ground. Jesus Jesus, take take the the pole, pole, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I I would be saying quite a few prayers. (laughs) Yeah, uh, as that was going on. But pretty
1: cool, man. So anyway, uh, listeners, take a listen to this great interview with Jennifer Dake. Here we go. Testing. Oh, what a relief!
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. How are you doing? Okay. Wow. I'm not bringing puppets. I'll let your whole group know that now. (laughs) I am not bringing puppets.
1: Oh, I obviously, do. Nice. Yay! Excellent. Well, hey listeners. I am here today with a very special person. I am here with Jennifer Day. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thanks
0: so much for joining us on the Youth Down South
1: podcast. We're so excited to have you.
0: You are so welcome. I feel privileged to be here.
1: Hey, so can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are?
0: Yeah. So my name is actually, I'm going to tell your listeners a secret. My name Uh, is not actually Jennifer Dake. Oh, I know. It's a surprise to everybody, right? Soccer. So my name is Jennifer Lee Dagger. I was oh, Dake okay. before I got married. And then I married Dagger, who actually sat next to me in my college graduation. Well,
2: Come I guess on. It, was his,
0: it was his college graduation too, but we were Dake and Dagger. So like we were alphabetically next to each other in every class oh, cute. throughout college and graduation, but we never dated. Um, and then 10 years after we left college, we got married. But by that point, I was like very well established as Jennifer Dake. <laughs> so I just stayed established as Jennifer Dake for speaking and everything in that sense. Um, because, you know, when you marry someone whose last name is just two letters different than yours, it's really hard to transition. So people called me Jennifer Daker for a long time. And some people still call him, they'll come up and they'll be like, Mr. Dake. And he'll be like, yes, that's my father-in-law. Oh, that's so cool. there's the first little bit that you need to know. I am Jennifer Dake, Lee Dagger. <laughs> We're in there. And, um, my, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I have two kids and they are six and seven, soon to be eight years old. Wow. Um, everyone thinks they're twins. Some days they want to be and some days they hate it. And, um, that's it. I think that's the majority of it. I like to make pastries and scones and bake in the morning. And, oh, this is a big one too. Lots of listeners like this. I'm a former sex ed teacher. Whoa. My job in high school was to teach the sex ed class. We called it life biology, but that's what it was.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. And, you know, I actually saw on your website, a couple of things that Caleb and I have been toying with. So we saw shark dissection, dissector, or you yes. dissected sharks. Tell me more.
0: So, um, part of being a biology teacher, cause I didn't always teach sex ed. I did teach general biology. I taught elementary school biology for a while. Part of being a biology teacher is that you have to cut things open. And I don't necessarily enjoy that, but you have to, for the sake of the children. So education. Sure. (laughs) Yes. So we've dissected sharks and cow eyeballs. The cow eyeballs are really interesting though. I would say that might be my favorite. Um, squid. Those are interesting. Like little baby octopus. I don't know. Fetal pigs, crawfish, but my least favorite is rats. No, I take that back. At least a rat, when you open it up, you can see all of its parts. I think my least favorite is a worm because you cut open a worm and it really is just filled with dirt. I mean, it's like they eat dirt, they poop dirt, it's dirt. So it's slimy, it smells weird, and it's filled with dirt. So that's my least favorite. But (laughs) sharks, you know, they have no bones. So you can, if you cut it wrong, you just cut right through the cartilage. So it's like cutting through very like like frozen butter you know oh um and there's not as much interesting stuff inside sharks i would say wow but
1: it's cool you've dissected a shark so i mean that's definitely a thing that you can say i did that and yes it
0: is (laughs) i don't know how far it gets
1: me in life but yes it is well that's pretty far with us you got on a podcast for it so i think you're doing you're doing pretty well (laughs) so here we go yes i did that Well, so you've done all these really awesome things. And so what do you do? What is your thing that you feel God has called you to do in this
0: season? Yeah. So when I was a little girl, I mean, like little, little, I felt like God was saying, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to heal the sick. And so as a little girl, a little child, like who heals the sick? doctors heal the sick. Mm. So I always thought, Oh, like I'm going to grow up and be a doctor. Like God wants me to be a doctor. And so that's why I studied biology. It's why, you know, ultimately everything I did took me to this course of biology teacher and health. And because in my head, I was like, Oh, that's it. Well, when I got somewhere in college, um, I had a dear, dear friend tell me, I don't think you're meant to be a doctor. And at first, like that word of truth made me so mad. Like, isn't that, isn't that just the statement? Like when your dearest friends can speak word of truth into your life, that is opposite of maybe the direction you're going. Your first desire is to be angry. Absolutely. Right. Like I just was so mad and I was like, what do you know? Like, you don't know anything about my life. I'm going to be a doctor. And she was just so sweet and so calm about it in the moment. And She said, I'm not saying you can't be, but what I'm saying is I don't think that's what you are meant to be. And then she just laid out this case before me that again, my first response was just anger. And I, um, the doorbell rang and all these 12 year olds showed up from my youth group because I was a youth pastor in college or a youth director in college. And she, um, these 12 year olds came And they're like, hey, let's go hunt unicorns, right? So I like ran out the door with these herds of 12-year-olds to go like hunt unicorns. And all I hear her say in the background is, I don't know if doctors hunt unicorns. (laughs) And I just slammed the door shut and went. And when I came back that evening, she said, so did you find them? And I said, yes, I found all the unicorns, (laughs) right? And I was so sad. I mean, we're college kids having this fight. And she was just like, I just think God has called you to be with people. Mm -hmm. And so it really, um, and not that doctors aren't with people, but I think what she was trying to say was, you know, you can go to med school and you can do all of this and you can be someone who sees a patient and then they leave. But Mm -hmm. I think you are about relationships and long-term investment into people. And so I started to really pray about it and tried not to be so sassy with her and Mm -hmm. had a lot more conversations. And I felt like you're right. God did call me to heal the sick. Like I stand on that, but it wasn't necessarily the physically sick. I think it was the spiritually sick, like those people whose hearts hurt or those people who feel broken, who just need a friend or those people who maybe don't understand how powerful the love of Christ is and how it can change who they are for the better to help them walk into the fullness of what God has. And so as a little kid, I only understood healing sick is about a boo-boo, but as I got to this maturity in college and I had this friend who is so dear to speak truth to me, I understood, Oh, I'm not called to heal the physically sick. I'm called to heal the spiritually sick or the emotionally hurt or, and so that's really when people say, what do you do? That's what I try to say, like right now, like I've left teaching full time in a classroom and I travel around the country and have the opportunity to speak at all sorts of events for all different ages and all different people groups. And basically my heart comes down to how can I help you see that Jesus loves you unconditionally and has for you a healing salve that reaches into like the deepest, darkest, most wounded places of our soul Mm -hmm. and begins to bring about healing. And then when healing happens, power and victory come out of that. And, and that's a greatness that's available for every person, right? Like Jesus freely offers it. And so it is my greatest passion in my heart to to be able to do that. And The Salvation Army has given me opportunity to do that in different events. And I'm so excited about it.
1: Your pivotal moment was when you were a young adult and so we're having you here on this young adult podcast so what can you say about those years of young adulting you know you, you have it's like 18 for us it's 18 to 35 but even 18 to 25 you know what do you think about people or what what is your impression of people in that age range and how how do you speak to them how do you connect with them when you go to speak with them at these events
0: um first of all, I try to be as real as possible. Like I was (laughs) like, we talked at the beginning, like, Oh, you've done all this great stuff. Okay. Well, right. Like if you read my resume or you read my like website, it's like, Oh, she traveled and she did this. And like, it's all glorious. Sure. But like the honest truth of it is I was just a girl who didn't know my identity. Mm. Like that's what it comes down to. Like in hindsight, looking back on it, it was a grand adventure. And I will say that the Lord has used almost every one of those moments to mold what happens in my ministry now. So there wasn't a single part of it wasted. But in the moments, I was just someone who didn't know who I was or how I was to walk in this world or serve or love. Like so for every young adult who's in that place of I just don't know where I fit in or what I'm gonna do next, or I feel overwhelmed, or I'm lost, or. I'm like I was there. Like I was that person. You guys can look backwards in my life and be like, "No, you had all that adventure and you did all that." I was literally just wandering around lost. Like, "Oh." I mean, I went to my 10-year college reunion and I got an award for more jobs, career paths <gasps> than we had years out of school. Uh, (laughs) I mean, like that's the award I got at 10 year. I had other people who got awards for like being a humanitarian and like saving the world and being in Ghana and like all these great things, starting a ministry and this company and fortune. And I'm like, I've had more career paths than we've had years of school gone. Like that is so funny. I was so lost. Right. So I can boldly say like my senior year, I understood oh, I'm not to be a doctor. Like I'm not going to med school, even though that's what I thought I was doing from the time I was three. Right. I'm going to heal the spiritually, emotionally sick. But just because I knew that, I had no direction. Right. There wasn't a clear like, oh, from here to here. And because of that, I feel like even those years of like wandering and lostness mm-hmm. allow me to connect with today's, kind of 20 something generation, right? That there is so much, what do you want to do? And people are like, I don't even know. Right. Right. And it's in that place of unknown and lost and confused that I feel like the Lord can meet us Mm. and guide us to something greater than we ever could imagine. Right. But we need to build our security in Christ enough to follow him. There was a number of jobs I could have just said, I'm going to make this one my career and done it. And it would have taken me so far away from where I am today. So instead of that, I followed a job until I knew, nope, this isn't taking me closer to people. And then I would leave it and I would start a new job. And then I was like, nope, that one's not taking me closer to people. And like, it became so funny. My dad used to introduce me by saying, oh, this is my daughter who lives in Nashville. And that was it. Like there was no (laughs) nothing out there. That's where she lives. I don't know. Right. And when I, when I had finally become like a school teacher, I'll never forget the day my dad looked at me and had such a look of pride on his face. And we were with some of his friends. He's like, Oh, this is my daughter, Jennifer. She's a school teacher in Nashville. Like, and I had been a school teacher at that point for three years in one school. And I was just got a job at another school as a teacher. And he's like, I I mean, you've picked it. You're a teacher, right? Like he got so excited, (laughs) but it makes me laugh. I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, I just, I was someone who was just a little bit lost. Even when I thought I knew exactly what I was, I was just lost. And so I think when I have the opportunity to speak to kids in that age range, my heart is always to say, it's okay if you're just a little bit lost. Yeah. I mean, it's okay.
1: Well, and, you know, coming out of COVID and everything that that has been, you know, there are a lot of young people and young adults out there who are wandering because their lives have been kind of like the rug has been pulled out from underneath them. Right. Yeah. So that's actually one of the reasons why we why our theme is Rise Up, because we are for for T.Y.I. right for T.Y.I. our our theme this year is Rise Up because there are a lot of young people out there who are wandering around or who are hiding from life or who are feeling ashamed or unable to achieve their dreams and all all of these things. And so for TYI, Rise Up, we're inviting them into, um, you know, coming out of hiding and and stepping into like you said all that god has for them. So, we are really excited that you are going to be our speaker this year for TYI. Uh yeah. I know it's going to be so cool and uh you know TYI always has a really just fun vibe. Uh it's a party really all week long and um Got any little like nuggets for us to, to get excited about what you're going to bring to us for a anything you want to share? I know some of it's probably secret. You want to keep us on the edge of our seat, but anything to share?
0: I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I, this is going to seem like a backwards share, right? This is like, um, this is, this is going to seem like a, um, answer in a current trial that's going on that has turned into a meme, but I don't really mean that. Um, <laughs> I, I do have something small to share there. I, I just left an event and sometimes people send me the like response sheets that they get. They're like, oh, here's what people had to say about you. Right. And I always go to the negative comments and read them first. Of course. I mean, that's of where course. I am. I'm like, what, what did people hate about me? Right. And one of the things that somebody did not like about the event is that I did not have enough visuals. Oh, he said we would really have appreciated more visuals. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like pie charts or like graphs or like what I, do you want? I don't, right. Sure. No, but I laughed really hard at that because when I first became a speaker as a female, and I would show up at non-Salvation Army events. This has never happened at a Salvation Army event, but at non-Salvation Army events where females are not always the speakers, people ask me random questions all the time. Like, oh, did you bring your puppets? And I was like, puppets? Did I need puppets? And they were like, well, don't you do puppets? I was like, no, I'm a speaker. Puppets? Um, so I'm not bringing puppets. I'll let your whole group know that now. I am not bringing puppets. <laughs> I obviously do not use enough visuals, so there will be no pie charts. There will be no graphs. No puppets. Will there be? Are you going to bring any puppets with you to do There will off? be no puppets. No puppets. Um, there will be no props. I don't. I don't bring props. I don't do PowerPoints. Um, that is all the stuff I'm not doing. <laughs> just to take that question backwards for you um so you're that just I, gonna bring us truth you're just gonna bring us i will bring i will right. bring a bible that is falling apart and sheds like pink fake leather everywhere it goes be rebound um i will bring myself and some Good. stories some of my favorite stories just because they're fun to tell perfect um And I will bring my two small children with me. Oh, fun. So yes, to add to the fun. Yeah, that's it. But those are things you can expect and not expect. No, I love it.
1: I, that was such a fabulous answer to my question. So I'm very happy I asked you that question. (laughs) Puppets. Yep. No, that's, I can't believe
0: that someone said that to you. That is just They were just dead serious. Like, well, did you bring your puppets? I was like. (laughs) Now, <laughs> puppets. The last lady who came to speak had puppets. Oh my word. Oh. That
1: is hysterical. We are so excited to have you! And for those listening, make sure that you uh, register today for TYI. You can go to our website at youthdownsouth.org and find out all the information. And Jennifer, if somebody wanted to connect with you ahead of time, or you know, shoot you an email, or check out your website or whatnot, where can they do that?
0: Yeah, I would love that actually. So I, Jennifer is spelled a little bit funny. So it's one n and two f's. So any social media platform, I am at. Jennifer Dake. So that's on Twitter or Facebook or um, Instagram, all of those places you can connect. And that does come right to me. There's not somebody else who checks that. Um, but it is J E N I F F E R D A K E. Please touch base with me. Um, I'd love to know that you're going to be there you can ask me questions beforehand. If you've been somewhere where I've spoken before, you can tell me, Oh, Hey, tell this story or don't tell that one. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, Jennifer, we're so excited. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: You are so welcome. See you soon. That's it for this episode of the Youth Down South podcast. For more info about the show, check out youthdownsouth.org.